Well, it's barely been 48 hours since Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris as his VP running mate, and the hits just keep rolling. Having tried everything else to unseat Donald Trump, get him to resign, get him to fold, get him to cave, they're going with the COVID-19 virus all the way. Russia has failed them. Mueller has failed them. And now they're hoping that a pandemic can help them. Hi, everybody. I'm Jamie Dury for National Preview Online. And thank you for joining me for another NPO Online podcast. Well, Kamala Harris hit the campaign trail in one of her first events after being selected as Joe Biden's running mate. She made it clear that they're going to really attack Trump on the COVID-19 response. Uh, she made a point of saying that everything is to blame uh, on Trump. He's the one who's, whose fault it is that the virus got out of control. She criticized him for not taking advantage and uh, taking on the uh, virus and the pandemic the way other countries have taken it on, the lockdowns, so forth and so on. The reality is that it's been mismanagement at the state level. Biden, for his part, said that the 24 hours since his selection of Ms. Harris has been a campaign's single biggest fundraising day on record. And this is supposed to be a sign of just how picking the first black woman to a national ticket has energized uh, the party faithful. An aide for Senator Bi uh, former Vice President Biden said they had raised $26 million since the announcement. I hate to break the news to you. I know $26 million is a lot of money. Uh, and it's not bad at all for two days, but Trump raised $20 million in 20 minutes following a virtual rally. So if we're trying to put things in perspective, it's important to remember that. Before we get into the day's stories uh, and expand on this, I'd just like to remind everyone, this is a new conservative podcast, relatively new. It is growing, and we'd like you to join us and take this journey with us. We try to cover little things in, in depth that other people aren't focusing on as much, and give our own little spin on it. You can follow our website, nationalpreviewonline.com. Follow our, and like, please, our Facebook page, National Preview Online. You can follow us on Parler, which is the new conservative answer to Twitter, that sewer that we're trying to get away from. And you can find our podcast listed on your Apple Podcast app in the iTunes App Store. It's free, so please join us. Share it, spread the word, and invite others. For you Android users, we are working on getting it added to the Google Play Store. Uh, it's been a little bit of a technical glitch there, but we will get it up there. In the meantime, you can download the free app from podbean.com. That's our hosting service, and you can listen to the podcast there for free. Uh, getting back to the COVID-19 issue. Uh, the Democrats are going to try and, and take this to the grave, and it's going to be their, their grave on Election Day. They're going to be surprised about what happens. They're going to try and take this all the way and try and convince everyone, hoping against hope, that they can make people believe that this COVID-19 virus is Trump's fault and that he was inept in his response. Nobody has ever mobilized private industry in response to a pandemic the way Trump has getting these vaccines in the pipeline where they're pretty much ready for human testing, and they're being tested limitedly. We may have a vaccine ready as, as soon as uh, the early part of next year or maybe even the latter part of this year. Mobilizing manufacturing companies to make ventilators when everybody was crying for ventilators. Ventilators that went unused after Trump put them together. Uh, 
equipment that went unused and sat in a warehouse in New Jersey uh, where Cuomo was crying for ventilators. Meanwhile, he had them and didn't do anything with them. Now he's giving them away or trying to sell them. Pretty good. He'll do anything to try and get the state out of hock, including selling things that were given to him by the federal government instead of giving them back. You're not yours to sell, Governor. But the reality is most of the fallout of a negative nature of this virus has been because of mismanagement at the state level. And in the bluest states, we've had the biggest, resp- uh, the biggest failures of leadership. New York City and New York State are the preeminent leaders. And it isn't simply because of their population. That may be part of it, but California's got a bigger population, and they haven't been great either, but they haven't had anywhere near the number of deaths. But you still have lies being peddled. And it's not just the Democratic uh, campaign that's doing it. There are people that should know better, but they don't know better. Dr. Burks, you know, the scarf lady who hangs out with Fauci, the other genius who can't throw a baseball. She said a while back, I just want to make it clear to the American public that what we have right now are essentially three New Yorks with these three major states. The three states in question are Florida, Texas, and California. All have seen sharp increases in COVID-19 infections in recent weeks. But this is not really an accurate statement. All right, infections is one thing. This is the thing. They're getting a handle on this COVID-19 pandemic. We're now realizing that despite what the media wants to tell you, despite what the New York Times wants to tell you or anybody else wants to tell you, there are ways of treating this thing now that we know more about it. And hydroxychloroquine is effective. Now, let me clear up something here because I've consulted a few doctors on this and I've done some research on it. And here's what it is. How effective hydroxychloroquine is, is in large part a function of when you introduce it into the therapy to treat this infection. It has to be introduced either prophylactically, before people get infected, or early on. Apparently, after five or six days after you've become infected, the viral load explodes. And when it does, the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine is reduced. However, if it's given early on, within the first five days, along with z it's very effective at eradicating this thing and increases the recovery rate and the survival rate. Now, the problem we've had uh, is that many people were waiting for test results to come back before they undertook to use hydroxychloroquine. And certain states, like New York, where they don't want anybody to get any credit, least of all Trump, for proclaiming that hydroxychloroquine would work, They're prohibiting doctors from prescribing it for that purpose. Now, I'm not so sure how they get away with that. You have uh, HIPAA laws that say you can't ask why doctors are treating patients or for what. So hydroxychloroquine is a legal drug. It's approved by the FDA. If I prescribe it for a patient, it seems to me you have no business of asking me what I'm prescribing it for, uh, what I'm treating. It's none of your damn business. And so uh, this is a question I think that needs to be addressed. But if you wait for the test to come back, and it takes more than five days to get the test result, well, now you know why hydroxychloroquine might not be as effective in those circumstances, because you've already let the viral load explode. Instead, what some of these doctors are doing is once they see somebody with the symptoms, 
the fever, the coughing, loss of taste, things that lead them to believe it might not just be run-of-the-mill flu, but more likely COVID, they're making the jump and they're giving them the hydroxychloroquine along with the z and it's proving effective. But the reality is that infections are not deaths, and the death toll has nowhere near reached the levels that the procrastinators of, or the prognosticators, I'm sorry, not procrastinators, prognosticators of gloom and doom, Fauci and Burks, uh, have told you we were going to get. They've been wrong at every turn. But the media wants you to believe that infection equates with death. But when it comes to COVID-19-related deaths, despite what the, the scarf lady says, there's only one New York. Now, I have a chart here, and it makes it clear that Florida's coronavirus deaths per million, per million residents, is nowhere near as bad as New York. According to this chart here, the U.S. has a total death rate of 453 COVID-19 deaths per 1 million residents. Now, that's pretty interesting because there were polls out there that indicated that certain percentage of the population thought that 30 million people have died from COVID-19 in this country. It's just incredible, the sort of fear-mongering and the deliberate disinformation campaign by the fake news uh, has done to try and alter public opinion. Again, these people in the news media, they're not trying to report the news. They're trying to shape the news. Do you know what it would mean if 30 million Americans died of anything, let alone COVID-19? Everybody would know somebody who was dead. That's one in 10. There's 330 million people in this country. Everybody would know somebody. Now, let's look at the rest of the states. The U.S., I said, is 453 COVID-19 deaths per million residents. In the state of Massachusetts, you've got 1,237 deaths per million residents. In the state of Connecticut, you've got 1,238 deaths per million. In the state of New York, you have 1,680 deaths per million residents. In New Jersey, you have 1,787 deaths per million residents. And in the city of New York, you have 3,872 COVID-19 deaths per 1 million residents. So what is it in the state of Florida that Dr. Burks now says is terrible? It's 276 deaths per million residents. It's a little more than half of the national average. It's less than a tenth of what it is in New York City, and it's less than, I think, 20% of what it is in New, York, in New York State or New Jersey. It's incredible how low it is. It actually may be 15% or 10%. It's incredibly low. It's incredibly low compared to all these other states. But yet they want you to believe that because Florida is a blue state run by Governor DeSantis, that they're not taking it seriously enough. Infections and deaths are two different things. Now, you may see a little bit of rise in deaths in August as a result of infections in July. But man, you'd have to go way out on a limb to become a New York. In fact, it says that for Florida's COVID-19 mortality rate to reach that of New York City, I just gave it to you. Florida is currently at 276 deaths per million residents. New York City is at 3,872 deaths.
per million residents. So for Florida's mortality rate to reach that of New York City, the deaths would have to rise from the current level of just over 6,000 Floridians dead from COVID-19 to more than 83,000. And to match the New Jersey state's death rate, which is even higher than the state rate of New York, would require Florida to have at least 38,000 deaths, up from the current 6,000. Now, is that impossible? No. Is it probable? Highly improbable. It's not going to happen. Okay, so just learn to live with it. So Kamala, learn to live with it. When I say learn to live with it, I mean you on the left. Learn to live with the fact that you can't blame this on Trump. Now, it wasn't Trump that's responsible for this. You can't tell that by de Blasio and Governor Cuomo because they still attempt to blame Trump rather than their own ineptitude. It wasn't Trump who decided not to utilize a 3,000-bed hospital in the Javits Center. Trump built the 3,000-bed hospital in the Javits Center, and that hospital was built there solely for the purpose of handling COVID-19 patients so that the hospitals equipped to handle everything wouldn't be overwhelmed with COVID-19 patients. It couldn't be an intake center because you wouldn't want somebody going in there to, that didn't have COVID just to see if they had COVID and wind up getting COVID in consequence. Instead, when someone came into a medical facility, either to a doctor who confirmed their, their infection by testing or a hospital that confirmed their infection by testing or an urgent care center, you could be recommended to go there. Nobody was sent there. Instead, they did other things. Instead of sending infected people to the Army hospital in the Javits Center or the hospital ship that Trump sent there at Cuomo's whining request, they went and sent these people to nursing homes. And everybody seems to forget the nursing homes. Forty percent of all the deaths, I've said it before on this show, I'm going to say it again, but 40 percent of all the COVID-19 deaths in this country took place in the nursing homes in five states where the governors there ordered people, ordered uh, nursing homes to take COVID-19 infected patients if they had a bed available. Michigan, California, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and the big granddaddy, New York. So my question is, you really believe, Governor Cuomo and all these other governors, that Trump is the one who failed us and that the deaths in the nursing homes are Trump's fault and not your fault. Why are you opposing an investigation of it? Don't you have great confidence that the investigation would reveal that Trump was at fault? Or is it because you feel that would show that you're to blame? Just like that corruption commission you disbanded because its investigation started to get a little close to your office. And you bragged, it's my commission. I can disband it. I can keep it. I can do whatever I want. It's my commission. You're not God. You're not a dictator. And neither is that idiot in New York City. And it's about time that people started realizing that. In a different time, in a time when men were men, like in the greatest generation, World War II, you probably, the two of you, deserve to be strung up like Mussolini was, and hung upside down by your heels, because that's how far removed from your con constitutional 
obligations and oath of office that you have drifted. You have so betrayed the general public. I'll never forget watching people in the police department get rips for being off post or uh, not recording where their meal location was. You, Mayor de Blasio, you have a wife, an evil woman, who just lost $850 million of the taxpayers' money, and nobody seems interested in finding out where it went. It's all being laughed off. You threw away $750 million on a school program that you finally realized is not working, and now you decided to abandon it. One would think that you could have discerned that after the first $100 million that you wasted, but you didn't. Discontinued to spend. You people are to blame, not Donald Trump. And the people who, from the, in the administration who are supposed to be running this thing, that's why they've been moved off to the side. Everybody listened to Dr. Fauci because he was a big guy in the National Health uh, Organization and Burks. But as this virus has become more well-known uh, by... Uh, by doctors and physicians and other people that are advising the president, you see Burks and Fauci being moved off to the side and not speaking as much because almost every prediction they have made has missed the mark. In fact, Fauci's predictions have missed the mark on COVID-19 by an even wider margin than his pitch on opening day missed home plate. I mean, he aimed for home plate and he wound up hitting it closer to first. So this is what we're dealing with here. But all the king's horses and all the king's men can't put dementia-ridden Biden back together again. And I'm sorry to be the one to break the bad news to you, but despite all this nonsense, despite this Hail Mary of selecting Kamala Harris, on Election Day, Donald Trump is going to emerge victorious. So I would advise all of you Democrats and ultra-leftists to please get your spin ready because you're going to need something to comfort you and convince you that it was all a mistake and that the Russians did it again or maybe the gremlins. Somebody is responsible for Trump's victory, that it wasn't just. And please, by all means, stay away from tall buildings because I see a lot of you taking a swan dive to the pavement. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury. Thank you for joining us. And please subscribe and join us regularly.